Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. We might sip a <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you are loving the music right now. You know what it is. It's your boy, Randy Chew, a.k.a. Mr. Chew on that. I don't have my mug right now. It is sitting in the middle of the studio. And I know you guys are seeing me right now through this lovely HD 1080p webcam that I have directly on me as a selfish, narcissistic person that I am. Um, um, by the way, I just want to say that, uh, you know, having shows once a week is, Sometimes can be depressing. I miss my I miss my audience. I miss you guys. But uh listen, it's your boy, aka Mr. Smack, your great 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 grandmother. And I just want to say that I am here with my illustrious co host, Mr. Grant. Oh, 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 oh. we're gonna do this differently today. Oh. I am here with the lovely. Yes. Okay, yes. Talk to the people. I had to do that just one time. Okay, go ahead. Quiet storm. <laughs> I need to get the whole thing right now. Just say back rubs and ribs. Succulent ribs and back rubs. IA is back with us, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Didn't she ditch us last week? Yeah, she was gone for a minute. Now she's back with us. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and I'm here with my other co-host. Everybody, you know what it is. It's your boy, Mr. Fantastic, a.k.a. The Professor, a.k.a. Negro Suave, a.k.a. King Chu Woo Woo in Season 2. Oh, snap. And if y'all are watching, we have a very lovely special guest tonight. Her name is... Yasmin Barracuda. Oh, oh. Barracuda. Jasmine the Barracuda. Listen, I know, I know, right? We're we're, we're crazy. Um, well, listen. So we are. We have revamped the studio. Obviously, we're not done yet. We're about eighty percent done. Um, and the cameras are not set up properly. So everyone, bear with us for tonight. Uh, we're getting things together. I want to do a quick update real quick. So um, speaking of update, let me go back to me real quick. So True Radio has been growing amongst the nation 
of Islam, obviously, because of the interview we did with Dr. Wesley Muhammad. So next week we have a very special guest coming on, Brother Abdul Malik Warren 2X that's coming on. Um, I'm working on getting Brother Ben X to come on. He's going to talk about uh, cryptocurrency, stocks, investments, digital real estate, um, how to make uh, a couple thousand dollars every week on, on the Internet, things like that. Uh, pimping your social media is what we're going to call that that show whenever he comes on. Pimping your social media. Um, so I'm not going to do big books and business tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. I know, I know. Um, but if you're a member on TrueRadio.net, you can click on a link that will take you to our Amazon affiliation program where you can see the True Radio library that I'm building. For all the books that I promote on the show, you'll be able to go on Amazon, type in True Radio, get a discount, and be able to get the books. Working with that right now. Um, also, we're working on different sponsorships. Um, shout out to a lot of great people. You know, we're about to get a liquor endorsement. Um we're we're working on some things. Um, food endorsements are coming. Um, oh yeah, it's fat boys on this show. Yeah, Amazon affiliation is already happening. Yes, yeah, super fat boys. Like I was looking at pictures of myself and I almost got depressed, bro. <laughs> like ouch. Um, anyway, <laughs> no cap. Um, so anyway, so we're gonna switch and we're gonna go straight to chew and choke segment because I don't have a books in business. I, I will say this. I will say this. Our special guest tonight is an actress, is a model. Please support everything that she will be promoting tonight. Please support her. Uh, follow her. Um, and maybe later on we'll have her give out our cash app or whatever, or PayPal, whatever you guys can cash mop her. Okay, anyway, um, fantastic. Take it away. All right, everybody, you already know what it is. This is our segment on the show that we call Chew or Choke. So we give you some topics over the past week, two weeks for, you know, certain individuals. But if you like it. uh, Oh, hold on. Let me hold the sign. So if you like it, everyone, and then you will put Chew. If you like, you know, you're digging it, you're good. If you hate it, it don't feel good, you don't like it, you will put up the choke. So those in the chat, you may participate as well. So we got some stuff that's been going on, you know, some stuff that's been on and popping, as Chris Brown would say. Um, so our first thing we're going to talk about is, hopefully I said his name, last name, right? Daniel Kaluuya, the actor. Is that his title? Kaluuya. Oh, um, Get Out. Kaluuya, yeah, Get Out. So Get Out uh, also did Fred Hampton mm-hmm. for um, Judas and the Black Messiah. So he won Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars uh, yesterday, which, you know, was cool and all. Um, the real thing was the moment that he had after where he was hugging Fred Hampton Jr. and they was just hugging and embracing each other. Uh, so what do you guys think about his, his win as the best supporting actor and then also having that moment as he played Fred Hampton and had that moment with Fred Hampton aside? What do y'all think about that? Think it was good for the culture? Put chill? You think it was just like, eh, whatever? Put choke. So go ahead, y'all. What y'all feel? How y'all feel about that? It was a nice little moment. Legit, like. Um, do you think it did, like it did a good enough job? Do you think he did a good job of uh, detecting Fred Hampton? Fred Hampton, what do y'all think? Uh, 
Mm. Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not the original, right? What was the original question? Is it good for the culture, though? Like, them just seeing Fred Hampton Jr. and Daniel embracing each other after he's winning his best supporting actor for his role as his father. Oh, yeah, I can I can agree with you. I can chew on that. Okay. I can smoke a bag of that. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I kind of yeah. figured it would be like, all right, you know, we want to get some nitty-gritty because we some, you know, some disagreements. But I think it was a nice little moment. Um Especially in, like, black cinema, because it's like, our work is getting better. Like, you know. Yeah, no cap. Our, our work is getting much better. Okay, yeah, no cool, cap. Cool, cool. All right, y'all, y'all put it down. Y'all put it down. Okay, All right, okay, okay. But the follow-up question was a good one. What was the follow-up question? You said... Oh, did he do a good job? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. So that... Mr. Yeah, Chu. you kind of was Because you were about to say, oh, oh hell no. Did he, do a, did he do a good job playing... Well, does that mean he did a good job if his son approved? I mean, I, I would say, I would think that they all were, if they had their hands all in, in, in it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure they had the final say, so who played their dad, uh, played his dad. I, I, I would have to say, not to cut you off, no, okay. I would have to say, honestly, I think he did it playing Fred Hampton. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of hard to mimic icons like that. Also, you know I, what I'm I, saying? I so, from as far as, if I take my own bias away, Mm-hmm. Just his acting alone, mm-hmm. he did an awesome job. Gotcha, gotcha. But if I put my bias in it, he did a decent job. Okay, Does that makes sense. But not yeah. trash. We, we're not. No, 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 oh, no, okay. no, no, no. Far from it. Far, far from it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please believe. Do you like the pink eyes? I love it. And it matches so the really. lip gloss. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy, Jesus. Your ass might Okay. Go ahead. So anyway, so uh, we're going to go start another uh, second one. I hate you. My heart is full. I just want you to know that. Anyways, all right, next one, Chew and Chow. Um, so we're going to bring up this uh, particular artist. She's a gospel artist. Her name is Amber B. Boom. She won uh, Sunday's Best on DC on season four. Boom. Uh, so her, okay. I need to consider her statement. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. So her statement, they were doing an interview on, uh, Boom. on All Black. Okay, please support that All Black, that's, you know, All Black Network. Uh, so her statement was just uh, talking about R&B singers and gospel singers. And so she was saying, today's gospel artists are more talented than today's R&B artists. Talented. Sure, Chuck, what do y'all, y'all say? She said, so today's gospel artists are more talented than today's R&B singers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we got some, we have some smart people in here today. Okay. okay? Go ahead. Go ahead. I just think that gospel music, they don't really, um, what's the word for it, like cherish it. Because it, it is a good group of music. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like today's R&B, you know, they just talk and certain things like drugs and all this other stuff, when it's gospel, it's more peaceful and it's more like church uplifting and like more, more about life. It's not, you know what I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Who, who, who are actually R&B, like today? Who, Is it my turn? Besides her. I, I would, her, her, can we qualify her as R&B? I don't even know who that is, but I was going to say that. No, 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 I know who her is, but I thought the the gospel artist that you just mentioned. Yeah, I don't really know. She just won contest. Okay, well. Yeah, but go ahead, go ahead. I mean, there's the whole, they they call it now whisper R&B. There's a lot of whispering going on in Mm R&B, so. 
I, I will say some of the songs do hit. I do like um, some of the up-and-coming or the independent or underground, whatever you want to call them, R&B artists. But um, when I was music, a lot of times I flipped over to the gospel um, station because the music, whether you're, you know, Christian or not, I feel like the music was popping. Like, mm. I, I knew a lot of the songs. And even now when I'm flipping back through, I'm just like, to me, there's a lot of talented. I mean, Think of it, a lot of R&B singers come from gospel. That's um, a fact. That's a yeah. fact. That's true. Um, that very true. Yeah, I feel like that's probably what's missing. You don't see as many of that in R&B now. So yeah. Yeah. I'll have to agree I with can that. smoke a bag of that. <laughs> yeah, I can smoke a bag of that. Now, I think when it comes to the word talented, I think that's where it's like, all right, like, because I know a lot of gospel artists who can actually play multiple instruments. So... R&B, I get surprised when someone actually plays an instrument now because you just see them as, like, the performer. Mm-hmm. I don't really see them often besides, like, a few people who are, like, like her. Her is a prodigy. That's she's, true. like, doesn't matter. She can, anything she touches, she can play. That's true. So, but that's what I'm saying. Like, talent-wise, like, I can kind of see what she's saying. I just need to know who you are when you're trying to give, you know, you're trying to come for that smoke. So maybe somebody on higher stature should probably do that. But I just kind of get a little bit. Yeah, okay. All right, let's get to a statement. Now, this is the one I think is we're going to split the little decision down here. We're going to call it the boxing term. All right. <laughs> this is a term that I saw on a lot of Instagrams. There are Instagrams of Insta that also is known as. All right, so here's the quote, everyone. Make sure you listen. Make sure you all listen. Okay. You are allowed to be both a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. And that was like your way of trying to see that. So, again, I think so you're allowed to be both a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. How do y'all feel about that? Chin or the chunk? That's a cap. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Apparently, there's someone thinks that it's a cap. Um, well, Mr. Chin said it's a cap. Let us, I'm, I'm assuming that's a chunk, correct? Okay, so for the listening audience, repeat the question one more time so I can let everyone know why. That's All right, so the statement is, because, you know, those are one, these are one of those feel-good statements that you read and you're supposed to feel encouraged to do something. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, yeah. so you are allowed to be both a masterpiece and a work in progress at the same time, kind of implying that, oh, you know, like, you are great even though you're working <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's how I feel about that. Okay. You're either a masterpiece or you're not. I um I almost this highly disagree with that. I think every masterpiece is defined as what? Genius? Um Okay. I think it's your interpretation of it. Okay, well. I think, because, I, I, I you know, people put these little Instagram things out there for you, you know, feeling in the spirit. So I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, I think people are multidimensional. Like, every great thing you've heard in the past had a demonic side. They had another side to them that she was like, ooh, that's a little checkered. So. Yeah, and then you always hear people say, oh, this didn't happen overnight, or 
You know, I have my insecurities as my flaws. So, yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just have it, but it was funny. It was funny. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like that people are um, I feel like all people are talented and mm-hmm. they don't know it. Oh, okay. I okay. thought I said that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at it and I know it. Oh, snap. Okay, okay, go ahead. But, um, no, um, <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so, for example, myself, but when I was coming up and mm-hmm. starting out, I definitely wasn't. I knew it was there, essentially, yeah. but mm-hmm. I knew I had to grow from it. So I'm a work in progress. And okay. I feel like that I came a long way from 16 years old because I accomplished so much, and I can still accomplish so much more, just like everyone else can. Mm. So people mm. that are famous today, and like, I just feel like that no one is ever going to reach their limit. No one's always, no one is ever going to be perfect. We're all aiming to be perfect, and we're not going to be perfect. Yeah, no yeah. It can be better from your last. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every time I do a project or something, like, I look at it like, okay, I like this something like that. I want to be better than one. So that's, that's how I see it, like, working to be better. Okay. If you're talented, you can do, your, you, you can do it. Yeah, yeah. You still got more to do. Okay. okay. Is that okay. different than Masterpiece? Is that... I think that's, that, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if it's like, like, what is your definition of a Masterpiece? My like, definition of a Masterpiece is a finished product. There are people that I view as a finished product. Let me explain. Okay. There are people that have reached the pinnacle of their growth. So according to who they are, Mm -hmm. they are a finished product. Mm -hmm. There are people that are still evolving. Um, And when I say that, let's let's think about the older generation for a second, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The older generation they have certain belief systems and certain things that they do that I necessarily feel like they've reached their pinnacle. Um, like they gave up the fight mm-hmm. kind of thing. They just settled for what life gave them after certain victories. But my generation and under us, I'm not going to reveal my age right now, um, but I feel like we are the ones that are actually striving for evolution so we can never really be a masterpiece because we're always striving. We always have something else. We all remember, like, the older generation, like, the Internet and all that was viewed as, like, the Antichrist when they when it was being populated. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were born into a world of um, freaking, well, my first game console was Atari. Like, my parents didn't have a game console. You know what I'm saying? Like, so things like that. So, like, it went from Atari to, like, freaking, like, we have, like, freaking PS5 now. Yeah. We're, like, mm-hmm. it's dag now, like, taking you and putting you on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I feel like we're constantly evolving because of the society we live in, but the older generation, they've hit their pinnacle, if that really, makes sense. Their peak, what I've noticed is that their peak really was if you got a job that you could keep for, like, 30, 40 years and you bought a house, like, you can't That's you know, facts. Work for somebody else is their pinnacle yeah. when and having a house. I'm sorry. And, you know, like that—that's the peak for them. Not saying like it's—it's it's a bad mindset, but that was the world they lived in. Like that was the cap for them. Yeah. Was just yeah. They didn't—they didn't—they didn't teach entrepreneurship. Yeah. When you work the job to learn skills to eventually be able to build your own. Yeah. 
or to partner with someone and build an empire. They just was like, you, you pretty much suck if you don't have a job yeah. and, and die at that job. That's why they now, like, remind you, this is some banal, and we're not talking about them scumbag niggas that's just not doing nothing with life at all. We're not talking about that. We're talking about people that really want to do something with life. So, yeah. Yeah, I was torn between uh, that one because the masterpiece was, that was the key word. That I was like, ah. But I, I don't know if it's like a man thing as well because, like, I really think that, like, I'm a work in progress. I know what the masterpiece can be. Did but you I mean, say that's a man's thing? No, I'm saying, like, like we agree. And okay. we agree separately. So I was saying, like, I kind of do choke on this. Okay. Because it's like, I can understand where you're coming from with that, where it's constantly progress, right? Um, but Masterpiece is just like, that's like a defined moment where it's like, it's it. It's like, you know. And so I don't know. I don't know if you can do both at the same time. I mm-hmm. also agree, like, there is, like, a, like a peak. There's a vertex to it. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that may be where your masterpiece is, is like there. Because that's life trajectory. Like, you go up, you have your little climax, and then, you know, you go into the earth, where you get. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I don't know. But I, I was, like, kind of split, like, you chuckle on that one. Okay, that okay, one. okay. Um, I said you have one more. Yeah, one more? I got one more. Okay. Um, y'all know who Raymond John is? Shark Tank? my response to 
dude deleting his tweet and all that when we have Warren X on the show next week. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So I'm going to save the juicy stuff for then. Um, yeah. I just. Uh, oh, man. I'm going to just say this. Kazarians are not Jewish. They're not Jews. Um. Be very curious about this. Sometimes it's like, it's like all yeah. the game. I'm sorry. And then, um, so, and Kazari, then we go Kazari, Kazarians, the descendants of Kazarians that we call um, Ashkenazi, um, but for some reason, the Anti-Defamation League said that you cannot present truth when someone says that they are of a, a certain ethnic group. That's considered hate. So if I tell you the truth about where you really come from, that's considered hate. I can tell a black person, you're really an African. That's not hate. But if I tell a Jew, you're really from Kazaria. You really were pushed out of Kazaria because of Genghis Khan, and you're the descendants of those that came from a specific mountain. Historically, I'm not bashing. I would be labeled an anti-Semitic. How can I be an anti-Semitic when I'm a Hebrew? I'm actually Semitic. It should be Shemitic, but not but anyway. So, yeah, I just think that people don't like Minister Farrakhan because he speaks harsh truths about the condition of black folks. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of having a heart of humility and bringing him at a table to have a discussion about historical facts, that he's because you have to remember he wrote two books and 90% of those books came from Jewish rabbis who admitted the true history of their people so it's not like he's making this up um so we're talking about someone who was so powerful that he was banned from television for 20 years and still has a huge following obviously he's spitting something I mean, you're talking about someone who put together one of the greatest, largest, peaceful marches, protests, speeches in American history. To where the police officers literally, and I was there in person, the Capitol Police chief told the FOI, we might as well just clock out and go home because y'all got everything under control. Mm Mm-hmm. Was no one, no one got a speeding ticket. No one got a parking citation. Everyone followed the American law 100%. I just want to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. We didn't storm the Capitol. And, okay, anyway, go ahead. I'm not going to get political tonight, but let's go ahead. Um, for those who didn't see the funeral, like, what, what was the problem with Raymond saying, shouting out that Farrakhan mm-hmm. got to speak? So are black people now against Farrakhan? Um, actually, I, I didn't right, get that memo. Let's say that for next week. Yeah. We're going to bring that up next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. I don't know. 
what he's saying or who he is. I mean, it wasn't about what he says. Okay. It's just about who he is. Yeah. yeah. So I, I thought the last time and the last time before that, people was rocking with Farrakhan. What changed? We don't talk about the next So, for, for Yasmin's yeah. sake, Farrakhan is a black man like me who's been around since Malcolm X. Okay. He was actually one of Malcolm X's students under the teachings of Elijah Muhammad, and he'd done a lot of great things for black people, but he spoke a lot of harsh truths, and he didn't water it down for white society. So everyone in that he rubbed wrong, that have power, have been trying to silence him. Um, and because he has certain religious beliefs and because he's so boisterous about black people, he's condemned. That's the overall. Now, you do your own research, you do your own thing. Um, I view him as a hero. I'm black, obviously. But I view him as a hero, and I mean that. And it's not just a hero of black people. He's helped uh, Indians. He's helped Asians. He's helped um, – people don't even realize this. He's even helped Caucasian people. Uh, <laughs> people don't even realize this um, because they want to view him as such a, a hater of other races, but he never preaches hate. He only preaches the black people to love yourself. And the reason why the condition of black America is the way it is is because we have lost, we were taught by our oppressors to hate ourselves. He teaches us to love ourselves. If I clean up my own community, the world doesn't have to worry about me no more. And then I become self-sufficient. I don't need you no more then we can live in peace. That's what he teaches. But it's viewed as hate. Okay. You know, so, yeah. But do your own research. I love the minister, and I'm always going to defend him because, to me, he's one of the greatest spokesmen for black America outside of Malcolm and outside of uh, uh, Elijah Muhammad. Um, so, yeah, that's just my personal preference because I'm black, you know, so... Yeah, I think that if we actually, if all of America was to sit down and listen to him, then the, it would benefit all of America, no matter what your ethnic background is, what your color of skin is, or anything. I think if you sat down and had a conversation with this man, you will realize that he is more Christ-like than most Christians profess to be, and he's not even a Christian. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being honest. So, yeah. Anyway, are you finished with Trench Out? Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay. Okay, listen. What we're going to do, we're going to take a quick 2.2, and when we come back, we are going to definitely have a deep dialogue on models, actresses, and relationships. We have a very special guest. Drop a like. She's dropped. Gorgeous. We'll be right back after this quick 2.2. I know y'all probably wondering Did Mr. Randy Chu become soft? Why is he listening to smooth? R&B jazz. You're probably wondering. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's your boy, Randy Twink. Let me chew on that. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to say this. Tonight we have a very special guest. But before I get to her, I must introduce you to my co-host on the show. You know who I am already. I'm Mr. Smack, your great-great-great-great-grandmother. I'm here with my illustrious co-host. And I am also here with the lovely Yasmin Barracuda. Oh, snap. Yasmin Barracuda. And my other co-host that left me abandoned last week. Not abandoned. Yes, extremely abandoned and lonely last week. The lovely. I A, a.k.a. internal audience, a.k.a. she's back this week, a.k.a. Quiet Storm. Hey. Succulent ribs and back rubs. That's what y'all like. (laughs) So listen, so we have an actress, model, extraordinaire in studio tonight and we have some questions for her um but before we get into the questions i want you to tell the audience uh some of the things you've done in the past as far as your work and what you're working on currently okay go ahead um well i started off um last year doing this um feature film and um I was like a featured extra in it. Okay. And because of that, because he didn't know if I was an actor or not, he used to be playing on ASAP. Okay. And someone recommended me, and so then he was like, oh, I like your look, and I have upcoming gigs, and you look like you could fit. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, I've been getting booked by him nonstop. Okay. And so last year, I did my first uh, lead role film called Trick Show. Okay, okay. And congrats, congrats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You better go. They're filming uh, three more weekends here in May, and then they're going to try to have it out by fall. Okay, okay. Um, They want to try to do Netflix, but they're, like, twerking around with it, trying to see where it can go. Okay. Um, They're taking their time with this one because it's, like, a really big production. They actually have, like, people they flew over here to be a part of it. Okay. Um, And then... Since my scene had finished from that, I had recently started working on um, okay. um, the at the segment part of the film. Okay. And that part that that part of the segment is called Mr. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh snap! <laughs> and um, because this one has like a high fan base, they want to put it on Amazon Prime. Okay. Okay. And um, this one was kind of crazy because I was trapped in the basement. Oh snap! Like, Hold on, what kind of film was it? Was it a? Oh, it was a horror yeah, film. Okay. Yeah, Did yeah. you have the screen? Oh yeah, I'm surprised oh. my voice is still here. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many takes they do? Yeah, yeah, movies? yeah. I don't know that, but um, no, it's fun. Um, and again, it was with Brad Twig. Um, I love working with him because it gives me different roles. Okay. And so when I'm not filming, getting other gigs, I'm working with him, and he's challenging me to do certain things, and, like, I'm really comfortable with them and the crew and everything. Yeah, yeah. When you're working with new people, you're just like, I don't know you that, I don't, I'm just, like, shy. Yeah, absolutely. So, because I've worked with him multiple times, like, he's made, he made me a victim, he made me a killer, 
Because <laughs> you know you gotta have like the like the face. So how do you like discover your model face? Looking in the mirror. So like, like what like what do you do to get your model face? Like you gotta have like you know, like sucking your cheek, it. Like you know there's a shot. Yeah, like what is it like? You know, smile with your eyes. Smiling. Smiling. Yeah. Smiling. Okay, there it is. Is that actually like the model face? shoot up the whole photo shoot. Yeah, my wife is gorgeous, so I couldn't let her be an actress or a model. I'm just like, she would have to have already have been that before we got into the relationship. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like, like yeah. Before. Yeah, like, no, like, no cap. I feel like our kids are going to do acting, though, because I've done, I've done a little bit of directing and acting before, and she was, like, in the theater. So, you know, I'm like, ah, like, I did do sports, but I did the theater for a little bit, I'm like, you did theater? I'm like, yeah, we're going to have some good theater. Yo, yo, no, no cat, though. My, my, I got twin girls, right? So I got five, me and my wife got five kids. So, yeah, we got whole, so my twin girls, like, they are very, very good at acting. And I'm, I'm, I'll be watching them in the house just interacting with each other. And I'll be like, the hell? Like, I need a camera on them. But at the same time, like, I don't really want my daughters in that type of world because I'm a psycho when it comes to yeah, people yeah. I love. Like, yeah. I'm overprotective. Like, I just can't help it. And, like, to imagine, like, someone watching them on TV or a movie and having, like, their poster on the wall and, like, just, like, that whole – I'm not going to lie. So when I was growing up, right, <laughs> <laughs> So when I was growing up, I had a huge crush on Jennifer Aniston. Really? And I never knew why. Interesting. Very interesting. This is very interesting. Now, she was like number four on my crush list. Okay. Number one was Sanaa Lathan. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. I'm I'm back. I'm back. back. So, So, anyway... Um, and then Neil Long was number two. Oh my Neil Long. Jesus. Neil Long is very pretty. Did y'all see the interview when she was like, I know. I How many times she's been referenced in a rap song? She was like, it's, it's been like hundreds. Yeah. She was yeah. like, not near one of them called me and asked me if they, she, if they could do that. Yeah. I was like, you know, no other, because, you know, it's me along in a cherry song with a light bulb. I do Yeah. Okay. So, um, obviously, oh, I, I'm sorry. Did you have any questions or anything you wanted to say? No, no. Okay. Okay. So, we're just curious about Jennifer Anderson. Right. I, I was like, get to it. Like, get to it. Who's number three? And then. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so let me say this. So, being a model and being an actress, 
relationships that you've had in your life, has your work made it difficult to date? Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. You were there? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You were with two of them. Oh, okay. Talk to me. It has because, for example, like if I have a role where I have to be in a relationship, <laughs> See, this is why my wife, that nigga. I mean, <laughs> can I have, can I pause one question? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So, so the more of the story is, if if the woman is already in that said, because this, never mind. This, okay. No, I'm no, no. Speak your mind. This is this is our plan. Remember, remember we were talking about um, hoes be winning. Mm-hmm. So it, I'm not saying that's what you do. Don't I'm not connecting those dots. Right, right. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> I don't call women hoes, but that being said, like, it, it is it okay if she's living or doing said thing prior to y'all getting in a relationship? And, Absolutely. And then you'll, I mean, you know what she does. So if you approach her, you're you're cool with it. But if you're in a relationship with her and then she says, hey, I want to be a model actress or HOE, um, not that they're all, all in the same category, it's a problem. I may be the whole part, but the model For actress, Randy Curtis, if you're not already that, then yeah, I'm gonna have an issue. What's the difference? No, no, no. This is this is this this is difference because I was already at a certain status going into my relationship with my now wife. Mm-hmm. I was already I had groupies and everything. I was already in a type of celeb status, and I dialed back because I never wanted to jeopardize my family. If my wife was already an actor or a model or something like that, I already would know what I was getting myself into because, obviously, first of all, my wife is gorgeous. Secondly, niggas will try to gut anything walking. Like, I know how men operate. Certain men will present themselves as such just to get the cookies, and then once they get it, then they'll leave. Um, I personally with my wife cannot accept if she wanted to be a model that's cool but your breast and your butt and your vagina is belongs to me because I already put a ring on your finger you you going to start something boy. <laughs> yes, yes. that's kind of what you were saying like if you if she was already not if I'm paying for your lifestyle if the only okay. thing you have to worry about is what you want to eat in life, if the only thing you really are stressing about is, do I want this food or that food? Like, my wife don't have to worry about anything at all. She don't even, she don't even worry about the gas tank. She just starts the car and go. Because I'm already checking, okay, is it close to eat? Let me go ahead and fill this thing up. My wife don't have to worry about squat in life except for, if she wants to go to work or not, that's the only thing she has to worry about. Do I want to get up and go to work or do I want to take the day off or do I just want to quit? Like, that's my wife's worry. What do I want to eat today? What clothes do I want to get? Do I want to go buy new clothes? That's my wife's worry. She doesn't have to worry about all this stuff. In the world of Kevin Samuels, I will be considered a high-value man. Just, just saying. So... 
If I'm that, if I'm providing that type of lifestyle for you, what would be the purpose if it's something you've never desired to just all of a sudden out of the blue be an Aisha Carey? She might have desired it, but never maybe had the platform. Gentlemen, if you were in wood right, you never have to worry about your woman stepping out on you. If you treat her right, if the sex is right, and when I say treat them right, I'm not just talking about providing. I'm talking about providing a platform of emotional stability for them yeah. where they don't have to worry about certain stuff. Yeah. I'm far from perfect. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, if everything's right, if the word is right, the bank account is right, what's the point of you wanting outside of attention? It might be her passion. It might be her calling. It might be something she's always wanted to do. Or she, you know, people grow and expand and like, you know what, this is of interest. It's, it's, uh... No, and that's cool. But that's not my wife's passion. Okay. Which is why she's Mrs. Curtis. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, now, if that was her passion, cool. I'm not what. I'm not what you were saying. I, okay, talk to like, me. I feel like that. If you knew that she was like that before you were with her, that's yes. that, that was your mindset. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, okay. But then I feel like that because you're with her now and you're used to her being the way she is now and wasn't, you're not expecting that to happen. And yes, yes. With that because that's not who you married. That's not who you were with. Yes. I think that's yes. what I kind of got. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, yeah. Kinda, and I yeah. Kinda, kinda, kinda can understand. Yeah. So do you think like wanting to be an actress? No, 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 I'm not I'm not insecure. If my wife was to step out on me, that's her choosing. I can't control what another person does, and I'm not going to worry myself about that. Like, that's too stressful. The fact that I put a ring on your finger, I'm no longer worried about your actions. There's a level of trust there that if you violate that trust, that's on you. Mm-hmm. There's going to be somebody else that's going to value what I bring to the table. So whatever you do, you do. I'm not going to trip on that. I'm not controlling like that. I don't care. Um, what I am saying is if we are already in a relationship and that's not a passion of yours or that's not who you are, because my wife isn't that type of person. She's shy. That's actually very true. She's very shy. If your wife would be like, I want to be an actress, I would be like, like, I, that would catch me off guard. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to put on my Tim's and stomp that bitch over there. Yeah. I'd be like, okay. Yeah, no, like, low-key, my life a thug. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm shooting somebody, she's going to clean the gun and throw it away from me. Like, she's a thug, yeah. She don't know what I'm saying is, if she wasn't a thug, if she was a model or an actress, I could accept that from the front because that's who she is. That's... Even if she wasn't in that role and she, she said, this is a desire that I have, I will already know, I will already pick up on the signals. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
how can I say it? Um, if you were approached and say, I need you to model for A, B, and C or be an actress for A, B, and C, and you did it, and you were in a relationship um, with someone like a Randy Chu, I will already understand a certain level of exposure that you carry because I understand you, the individual. Right. I understand Yasmin, the individual. Yasmin cannot be, she's not the type of, I don't get the vibe from her like you can just approach her in the mall and be like, hey, I saw you in this magazine, let's hook up. Yeah, no. She's not What I'm getting at is there are certain women that want those positions because they're thoughts, not because that's a okay. passion. <laughs> like for the attention aspect of it. I just want to know for my talent. I want I, for acting. I like to entertain, uh, or for modeling. Like some people that like certain types of photo shoots, like certain types of things. Yeah, that yeah. I might not be comfortable with because I want to be known for me. I don't want to be like, oh, I know that girl because of this. Right, I, right, I, okay, okay. Good. I've seen her. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's people's choice, and I can understand because certain fields recommend different things. But, like, for your wife or something, if yeah. you didn't want to pursue that, there's different types of models. There's different yes, types of yes. Things. So, if you're like, oh, she I don't want to be model. somewhere or something yeah. like that, and you can be like, I don't mind her walking down the runway. So, so, you're a model and an actress that doesn't have an OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's one of my questions, though. Like, do you associate modeling, acting with someone who's seeking attention, a thought, or OnlyFans? I don't. To me, that's something different. I don't. That, like, yeah, to me, yeah, acting yeah, yeah. and modeling is, is a career. It's a, I, feel it's like, like, I feel like majority, not all, but majority of women that are on OnlyFans are doing that because that's the only thing they're good for. They're paying. <laughs> the only thing they're good for is hustling their body for men who don't have nothing else better to do in life except for sit in front of a computer. I feel like men who, even men who are rich and feel like they should have multiple women, I feel like they're not, they may use those type of women for pleasure and not actual I say that because I feel like women shouldn't be just used for pleasure. I feel like women should be valued for what they bring to the table. Mm -hmm. But if you don't bring nothing to the table, like we have a guest on the show right now who's an actress and a model that doesn't have an OnlyFans. She brings something to the table. She has a certain moral compass about herself where she's not going to violate that no matter how big the check is. You know what I'm saying? IA is a co-host on this show that I feel like isn't the type of woman that no matter how high of a value of a man you are, she's going to compromise her integrity to be with you. So... We're just assuming IA doesn't have a woman. 
relationship if you don't mind asking. Uh, a serious one? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Two years. Two years, so we're talking twenty nineteen. Yeah. Okay. How long did that relationship last? A year. A year. Yeah. So you just broke up in twenty twenty? Yeah. In that serious relationship you he didn't care. He didn't care? He didn't care. About your acting? He, no, he didn't care what I had to do. He didn't he supported everything. Okay. 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 So may I ask what, what, why was the reason for the, what was the reason for the breakup? Uh, the same kind of. Wow. Yeah. Was this a Caucasian man? Yeah. I, I figured as much. Yeah. I figured as much. I heard that hit with nigga Will someone say like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. But and then also, I I kind of like I 
as we learned, I feel like you don't say this, um, we wanted different things down the road. And it was wow, a question okay. I should have asked for time because now we're like just wasting time. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I wanted like a house and kids and stuff like that. I'm like, I've worked so hard, I don't have time for kids. I didn't even think about kids. Okay. And like, I'm not going to be like, she was like, okay, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I love you. And then I didn't like that. Like, you want a house and family and kids. You should have that. Don't settle for less because I don't. It's because you love someone. Mm. Like, I want you to be happy. So right, it's like, you right. should have that. And that's why from now on, I talk to you, like, you want to. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. how do you feel about asking if I have to do this? And it's just like things are I'm not comfortable. Like, I don't belong with you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I have to ask that question because when you're leaving jobs on the table, are you applying that same advice to yourself? Is it? Is, are you happy leaving those gigs on the table? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. And I was like, I, I don't. That's why I want to date people that are in the industry because they get it. That they understand sense. it. Yeah. Yeah. When and then like, especially mm. like a regular job, and I don't mind doing that, it, but it's hard because like if you have kids, you have to keep taking them off, and like you don't like to work, and that's not the problem. Yeah. So yeah. So it's just back and forth with things and so I'm just like I need to find someone who will stay more with me same mindset where there will be no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Do you feel like I'm sorry. Do you have a question or do you have a question you want to follow up with? I just want to ask about the modeling though. Oh yeah, that and it's just like I did a lot of photography. So looking through the photos and stuff like that and I took a class. I still take classes and um they help you with posing the book. This is what you've been getting booked off of. Mm. So, like, we're just going to fix that. Mm-hmm. So, and it, you know, it takes classes and stuff like that. Same for acting. I did a class uh, school in Baltimore when I was 16 because I was so shy. Okay. And okay. they helped me with performing and, you know, standing up in front of everyone, my organization skills, and just, like, getting me to talk. Okay. And just, like, being more outgoing because I wasn't. Yeah. It really helps a lot. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to start getting booked by them until I was 18, but that was like background work, and that was something. Mm-hmm. And I think it was more about like, me being confident and believing myself, because after I did that, I was getting booked like crazy. Yeah, yeah. To me, I was like, I'm not good enough. That's why I didn't book. I kept saying no, no, no. So then I focused on modeling, because I'm like, you got that look. So then yeah. I did that, and I'm like, it's not fun. I'm tired of going up and down the runway, changing it. I'm like, not fun. <laughs> yeah. And so then I was like, you know what, I'm going to go back to acting. Because if I'm focusing on modeling, everything that I've learned and trained for is going out the window. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to go back to that. And then I kept with it. And I've been getting books. And now I'm just like, I feel like I learned so much on the way and still growing. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So how many more years do you see yourself as an actor? Actress. I'm sorry. Oh, many years to come. Many years to come. Okay. 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 Yeah. That's all I really even aim for. Okay. And so I haven't really thought of anything else, and I don't plan to. Okay. Um, I plan on going to Georgia. Um, I stay out there for a little bit and do auditions and stuff like that. Because Georgia, Atlanta is really hot right now. Yeah. So, that's yeah, a fact. Georgia is popping right yeah. now because they don't care about anything. So. so they're like, yeah, we we gonna. <laughs> <laughs>
Law and Order or something like that. But it's like a one episode thing, and then see you later. So that kind of thing. Yeah. Go ahead. So, would you say that Marilyn, if you were, if you had the same skill set and you were in a different location outside of Marilyn, mm-hmm. do you feel like you would be, you would have risen faster? Yeah. yeah. I've always said that. Don't I always say Maryland is very Maryland don't yeah, support. Yeah, Maryland don't support their own at all. A lot of folks, a lot of creatives, I've heard that have to leave in order to pop off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a laundry list of people like famous that like, are from DMV. That are from the DMV, and they're not here. Yeah, that's true. I'm not gonna lie. Like I left, popped off. Came back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ari Parker's from Baltimore. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's from Baltimore. A lot of people don't realize that. Tickets from Baltimore. Yeah. Like, yeah. All these people are from yeah. Yeah. DMX. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't realize DMX lived in Baltimore yeah. before he went to New York. Like, yeah. niggas don't. A, a lot of yeah. people came. Yeah. Like, it, when I moved here, I was just like, wow, a lot of people are from here. But it, I'll say this: in New York, it's hard to people don't support their own either. Yeah. So a lot of people leave, but I I feel like there's there's a similar vibe here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, was it Masigo Masago? What? Oh, saxophone player? Yes, he's don't, from here. Don't give me, don't tell me that. He's from here. He's from here. He's from here. You know? I, I, I believe it. I believe it. So listen. Did y'all see that DC? Um, I can go on. <laughs> y'all see that on Netflix residue? No. no. It's about DC. The guy's from, from uh, I actually was on a podcast with him, too. I forgot his name. Look up Residue on Netflix. It's about DC. He's from DC. Okay. Sure, he he moved to LA to get his To pop off, off. yeah. There's a documentary I'm not going to the water about just basketball players from DG County. Yeah. And like I'm looking, I'm like, yo, you can make a legit team of NBA players from PG County. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to cap like like it took somebody from the West Coast to say, yo, you belong on radio. Like, Zoe Williams in 2013 was like, bro, you belong on radio. You need to create your own platform. And, like, like legit, like, if I was if I was to move to back to the Midwest or the West Coast, like, it would be nothing for me to pop overnight. Like, I have so many connections there. Like, every time I go to the Midwest, like, I literally, like, purposely don't communicate with people on my phone because I know – the moment everyone knows I'm in town, it's it's over. Like it's Maryland and the East Coast in general is so hard to get cooperation from people that should be celebrating you. We don't like to collaborate. Yeah, we don't at all. Like, we do not like, to like yeah, at all. I mean, like, I had a homeboy that I call Vegas. I met him in Las Vegas when I was like 14 years old at a boxing event. I was in a boxing tournament. Bro, do you realize when I moved to the Midwest in Kansas City, like, we relinked up, and it was like we never lost touch. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was 14 years old when I relinked with him. I was in my 20s. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was like we never lost touch. And, like, the support was there. Like, people here, it's like, oh, yeah, we know so-and-so. I, I can give you another example. There's, a, there's an artist named Devon Daniel that I feel like is like the next Erica Badu. Mm-hmm. Like and I'm not even capping. I'm I'm being dead serious. Like no lie. no lie. No lie at all. But because she's from Maryland and she's still in Maryland, like mm. That's Yeah, like as, if I had to like anyway. So I know I kinda of pushed our guest over her time. 
But I do want to ask one more question. Name a television show that you feel like you could be a part of that's popping right now. I had a feeling you were going to say Law and Order. I had a feeling. Yes, yes. seconds real quick. It's your boy Randy Chu, a.k.a. Mr. Chu on that, a.k.a. Mr. Smack, your great-great-grandmother. And I just want to say that was an awesome special guest that we had on the show tonight, Yasmin Kuda. <laughs> or a.k.a. Barracuda. Oh. Barracuda. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so she's a local Maryland model, actress, um, that we would definitely love to have back on the show. We want to support, we want to teach Marylanders how to support other Marylanders. Um, No matter how great or how small um, your adventures are, we want to, True Radio wants to support the locals. Um, We have a lot of international fans, and when I say international, I'm talking about United Arab Emirates, I'm talking about U.K., I'm talking about all over the nation of the 50 states. 
Um, well, oh, should I say 51 now? Because D.C. just became a state. Did that get passed? Yeah, that got passed. Oh. And the, the ramifications, we're going to talk about that next week. The ramifications yeah. are going to be horrible for black people. But anyway, um, yeah, um, so, but anyway. Um, Is that also what news happens in Maryland? Like, I feel <sighs> like, like when the poli- uh, the uh, the Bill of Police Rights got reformed, like, and I was here listening to people talking mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't even hear anything about that. You know, me and my pops had a lot to do with it being, um, and that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but like yeah. I had, if it wasn't for here, I wouldn't be heard of that. Yeah, yeah. That's huge. It, 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 yeah, it is. So, but anyway, um, shout out to Yasmin. Um, she was very uh, well presented. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very well spoken. Um, she stuck to her truth, and I appreciate that. Um, don't coon or cat for my um, platform. Be you. Um, and we're pretty sure we'll have her back on, um, on the show. And, um, it's crazy. It's a lot of people that don't know, um, a lot of things that's going on in the world or who people are. Um, shout out to Minister Farrakhan. You know what I'm saying? Um, but anyway, it's your boy Randy Chu, aka Mr. Chu on that. And I'm here with my illustrious co-host. It's your boy, Mr. Fantastic, aka the Professor, aka Negro Suave, aka Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right now, y'all. In season two. And if I again. <laughs> my God. And okay, anyway, on the brighter side of darkness, we are here with also the lovely IA. AKA internal audience, AKA. Okay. AKA. I was late. I was like, yo, we about to get a hit up. Quiet storm. Sucking with ribs and back rubs. You know, I'm going to try to change positions here. Pause. Yeah, pause. I'm going to pause that. But, Mr. Grand Taxi, is there anything you want to say about our special guest tonight? Um, Yeah, as I'm writing this uh, potential, uh, this uh, series I'm writing, I'm like, all right, you know, like, she's local. Let me figure out what role I'm going to hopefully get her on. Because by the time I finish writing, hopefully she, you know, she'll blow up. I'll be like, hey, Yasmin, you remember me from the Chew Radio? Y'all brother need a lead. <laughs> no, but that that was the one thing, though. Because, you know, we talk about a lot of, like, dating and relationships and stuff on the show. I can only imagine how hard it is just for women in general, but for a woman being an actress and you got to kiss someone else potentially on screen, like, that must be very difficult. Like, that, that seriously may be. I, yeah. All right, what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I feel <laughs> for her, especially the part where she was just like, um, you know, if somebody's uncomfortable, she's turned down gigs. And I'm like, well, if you're turning down gigs and right, like, are you becoming an actress? You know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like there may have been, like, one at the beginning, and mm-hmm. then she learned from that. Like, okay. hopefully that was, though. So. Yeah. Yeah, it, it did sound like this was like a one thing. Yeah, like, yeah, I did yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and I'm not going to do it anymore. Okay. Yeah, because I'm like, yo, get your coins, baby. That's like, right. You know, that's like, right. 
as, as long as you ain't getting penetrated on, on television, right. like, that's you know, that, that's something else. <laughs> Whoa. I'm like, look, babe, this bring that a, money. This is a family show, right? Bruh. Bruh. She's going, so she didn't get penetrated. No, she didn't get penetrated. So it's, oh, all, it's all good, though. So it, it happens. To, I mean, not the penetration part. Like, you know, she's doing what she needs to do. And I, I think that's the... the, the the thing of which people got to start appreciating themselves and knowing themselves and learning themselves and say, like, hey, this is what my, my dream, my passion, what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, like, hey, and she said she was up front. That's another thing, yeah, too, because yeah. people try to hide that stuff. That's true. Like, you know, she could easily just walk into a relationship and been like, oh, and then he's, like, flipping through Netflix, like, hey, yo, babe, is that you? Right. You know, and she comes up front with that. So if you're up front and then someone's got a problem, then you gotta push them. You gotta just that's true. do something. Right. Like it, and that's for anyone in any profession though, like for real. Like if you're up front and you're being honest and they're like I can't handle you doing that. Wow, wow. You know, it's just I mean yeah. it is what it is. It is what it is at that point. So now but kudos for her for like learning that lesson. Because I think people don't learn that lesson and they want you to change your profession, that's an insecurity. Yeah. Like, you should just go ahead, just get rid of him and find somebody that's going to accept you for what you're already doing. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the point I was trying to home in on, like, because when you when you meet somebody, you will already know what their passion are if you're really invested in who they are. That's very true. Um, and so a lot of people don't meet people to invest in who they are. Or find out who they are, they oh, or their really? passions. They they want to meet people based upon trying to get something to benefit yeah, them in the moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Instead of actually learning who that individual is, you That's know what I'm saying? Right. So and now I completely understand why a lot of actors date and marry other actors. Like I get it now more when she was like, "All right, I'm just going to marry someone else in the business," or like date someone else in the business because they understand. And I was like. I get that now. Now I know for me being an educator, I knew I didn't want to marry another educator because I know we bitch and talk about things all the time. So I felt like, like hey, man, how was your day? Oh, these are my fun kids. I, I didn't want that. I wanted something separate. But I think for that particular yeah. world that you're, like, acting, you potentially be kissing or pretending to be someone else's, right. you know, girlfriend, I get why. Because someone else has to understand, like, just for the screen, you come home and then I lay the wood. So, yeah. But you said that's all about the insecurity thing. Yeah. <laughs> if, if they started it, you can't stop it. Hey, we missed you last week. I didn't feel like Mr. Randy Chew last week. Oh. I almost canceled the show. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I gotta be the Oh my goodness. So we had a discussion. Um, and I'm trying to get Kevin Samuels on the show. I have people that know him, mutual, 
We have mutual friends. Oh, okay. Um, shout out to Fresh and Fit Podcast, mm-hmm. my homie Fresh. Um, we have mutual friends that know Kevin Samuel. He's been on that platform numerous times. Um, I want to bring him on our platform to have a dialogue or discussion. Um, because some of the stuff he says is accurate, um, but it, I don't feel like it pertains to 100% of all the women. Mm-hmm. About 85% of them, yeah. I, I saw in the last last week okay. that like a woman came in and was on Instagram Live, and she wasn't in the same spot because I've, I've watched, and I'm because like I don't believe sometimes like how crazy. Because, like, I'll hear people talk about, like, yeah, this happened. So I'll watch. Because I'm like, this madness can't be true. The madness is actually true. So some of the women call in are legit off their block with stuff, right? But one lady called it, and I was like, she's actually not in, like, that bad position. And I think this is what he gets the bad rep from because it's like, she wasn't, like, like you said, 85% of the women that, that call in. Yeah. He was treating her as if she was. 85% of the people, women that call in. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like, this is, you're on platform water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm actually trying to give you something. Mm-hmm. This is like, I'm on, this is my platform mm-hmm. personality. Yep. I'm going to keep doing it. Like, I, and I think that's the thing. I think some people would have a little bit more respect if he like, all right, so, so you're not in that bad a position, actually. Like, if he actually said that to a woman called in that wasn't crazy off her block, and he acknowledged that, I think people would be like, okay, there is some same sanity to you. But the thing is, is like he's going a hundred percent of the women for eighty percent the same way eighty five percent of the women are his idols are and Cal and uh, Howard Stern. So that right there you know, he's attempted to be a cha cha. Which is why I was just like your intention when people say, Oh, you know, but is he lying though? I'm like a lot of people say a lot of truth. Does that mean we hear everybody's message? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. what is your intention? And so to me I've seen him in action where he's like he's trying to get his next viral moment like his cup is for him like even people who are writing him like oh we must protect Kevin Sanders at all costs I'm like that's so lame like what lame is in his comments all lame like who says that you know and it's just like he's not looking out for y'all like actually one of your boys is not a protector of Kevin Samuels but it's like a he is I gotta look for the actual quote. You said one of my boys? One of your boys, but I, I follow it like very heavily. Like, yeah. Oh, I know you talking about. I know who you talking about. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he put a post on there. It's just like Kevin Samuels is the hero. So it's just like, I know exactly who you talking about. Yeah, I tell you, I right, once we get off air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, you talking about. So I just, uh, if you was really, but is he? If he was really, for the is he really? A hero, because let's talk about it for a second. I know we went over time a little bit, but let's talk about it for a second. Mm-hmm. If men feel like they they haven't really been had the confidence to call women all out on their accountability issues, has Kevin Samuel raised the awareness of what men desire in relationships? Um, has he made it? Has he has he exposed the awareness to the point where we can begin to have the dialogue? Was he like the crash test dummy to be able for us men to feel comfortable enough to have the dialogue in the general public 
um, even though he may be flawed in certain things that he, his presentation or certain ways he presented to women, or can we just say that he's a complete failure? My personal opinion is I feel like, and I want IA and Grantastic to comment, I feel like he's the martyr for male expression. And what I mean by that is he, at one point, was Urkel, and it became Stefan. Mm-hmm. I mean, most niggas are like that. Mm-hmm. But... Did most, do they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because also yeah. another thing, and we may end up creeping on that, I think most women don't actually legit believe in the evolution of a black man, though. What do you mean by that? That, so, the man that you... That in his 20s will be different in his 30s. I don't really think most women believe that, though. And, 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 and what I, when I say that is because it's like, actually, this is when Chew and Choke a handful of weeks back of, like, of character development, though. Like, that's the thing is, it's like, so for black men, it's like, I feel as if, like, people take you for the snapshot when they met you, and they don't anticipate an evolution of that. Later on down the line, yeah, it, it, it's not an expression of it. I don't, I don't feel like it's a character development. I can't, I feel like it's a character expression. Yeah, well, and what you're talking about, yeah, yeah, I feel like I think, I think that that's that's it right there. Like mm-hmm. if you're meeting a nerd in your in his twenties, you expect him to be a nerd going forward. And yeah. if you're not into the nerds, then you're not into the nerd. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for, for you to resort to, like, oh, she must like a Pookie and Ray Ray or someone going upside her head, like, there's a lot of in-between. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, but if you listen to some yeah. of the talking points, it's like, this, this, this uh, the other saying, like, oh, you know, now she wants me, but she don't want me in high school, because you hear that talking. So, to me, it's a, it's a lot of hurt. People but, you know, according to the Department of Justice, 65% of domestic violence cases is women attacking men. Where did you get the numbers from? Department of Justice. But how do they gather that? No, court, court cases. Court cases. Police that seems like an education of so the the stigma. And that's not that's not counting the police because police. I'm not. I don't even include police into in statistics. Yeah. Because you can't call police on police, and a lot of police officers abuse their their wives. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not including that number. Mm-hmm. This is the Department of Justice on civilians. Mm-hmm. Uh calling in police reports or even court cases. 65% of the court cases in the past five years have been, from my research from the past five years, have been women attacking men. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, one, <laughs> if your woman feels like she can attack you, something wrong with you. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Secondly, what causes that type of environment, and why are you with that type of woman that would attack you? Mm-hmm. That's two. But thirdly, I feel like women have become so brilliant with words, accountability. I can see that. I mean, I, I think that's interesting because you hear a lot of, you know, you hear that hashtag, like, protect black women. That's even beyond... I mean, that really started from a lot of black women getting beat up and even killed mm-hmm. by, I, it is what it is. That was started by a black man, by the way. That hashtag mm-hmm. you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And he actually got killed by a black woman. Because I think that's another thing of like it's just. Hold on, let me finish your thought though. I didn't I didn't mean to cut you off. I wanted you, I want you to finish your thought, but I wanted to just say that. You know. Um, I kind of forgot it. <laughs> oh, what? I kind of forgot it, but um. You were saying that uh the hashtag protect black women. But even before that. Yeah. What were you saying? I I said that um the sixty five percent five years that I've researched from the Department of Justice were women attacking men. And that's not black women attacking black men. That's just women in general attacking men in general. I mean, I could see that. I okay. could see a Karen really, like, you know, <laughs> that, or even Um, But I think, I think it probably is that there's differences by gender, I mean, by um, race. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a black black woman or I, I'm not saying there's not any, but I'm just saying like I don't like overwhelmingly. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't think it's. I think really, really what like Kevin Samuel kind of represents is like a narrative change. Um, I will agree with that. I will say that I just had the point and I forgot it one more again. Yeah. Oh man! You need to put that church finger up when you get it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. We were talking about Kevin being fraud, and then we were talking about... Um, Let me ask this question. If Kevin Samuel was to come on the show, what would be one of the questions you would ask him as a black woman? Don't say business, right? No, I'm not, I'm not even going to rehearse all that. What prompted you to, to pivot from you, your original audience was talking to black men? Mm-hmm. What made you decide to talk to black women and then really ride this? out because okay is he talking specifically to black women or is he talking to women in general he's mostly speaking he's mostly speaking to black women where he talks to the general but he's mostly speaking to black women okay um and i and i would like him to be honest i don't want him to do his like usual semantics do you want to hear that from him because someone did ask that question recently i don't know if you want me to yeah go go no probably because i didn't i didn't hear this he was expressing how he did start off talking to black men first but he was like no one was listening Right. Um, and then he started talking to black women. And then people started listening. And then people started listening. So I've heard that before. And that's what makes me question things. Because mm-hmm. now, like you said, somebody called, she wasn't part of the 85%. Mm-hmm. He was still going in and ramming it in. And mm-hmm. it was just like, you have to know. Like, you're, you know what, you, there's a formula that you're following. Yeah. And, it's, and yeah. it's, it's people who can pretend, but you know what's up. So... But, thing is, so, but that's the thing is like, but women, but so from what I hear from him and a lot of other people who are like influencers and things like that, mm-hmm. I've heard the same thing is that women are the consume the biggest consumer group. Yeah. So that's why they talk with them. Yeah. And I mean, it's not necessarily if you agree with it or not, but that's always the tactic of like even the media. Yeah. Like you talk about clothing, everything. It's like. But can a black man express? his concerns about his interactions with a black woman without there truly being a negative backlash? Can can the black man honestly, respectfully, and even in a honorable way have that kind of dialogue without feeling like he's the scum of the earth because he feels a certain way about the dynamics of relationship. 
I think 100%, not even I think, I know it can happen because there are other people who are part of technically that, that community okay. that I watch and I'm like, okay, I don't necessarily need to agree or disagree with what you're saying, but I, I, I receive or I hear what you're saying. Like, okay. Um, I don't know if I should shout out any names, but it's just like, to me, Kevin. Latif? Who? Latif? No. Um, okay. His, his name is um, MCR Meteor. Mediocre tutorials. Okay, okay. To me, he most definitely doesn't sugarcoat his thoughts and his feelings on things, and um, some of it is hard to to, to take. But um, I feel like he's not trying to have viral moments. Like he's not exploiting. You know, okay. like Kevin. I know Kevin is, has his platform based on humiliating, um, and okay. he's done it too many times. Where it's just like, regardless of women, sure. Can, can women, you know, be held accountable or is there room for improvement in that arena? Absolutely. But if we're going to compare the two genders, it's just like he started off with men for a reason. A lot of people are not holding that accountable. Like, they're just not. I mean, if we're going to specifically talk from black men to black women, I mean, we can even go to this whole um, – I, dis- I disagree with that. I, okay. feel like, I feel like black men – been held accountable to the point where we're afraid to even make the slightest mistakes. Now, are black men held accountable or criticized? Because I, I feel like that's what it is. I, I, I think that's... No, right. no, no, no. I, think I, say, I say accountable. I'm going to say that. I'm saying accountable. I'm saying, like, are, like nationally, are, do we hold black men accountable or do we criticize Black men. Everything that's know. wrong with the black community is blamed on the black man. I, I, I don't agree with that. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go even to George Floyd. People attack the young lady for recording the video versus trying to... That's, that was white people, though. White people attacked her. Black people went in on her, too. Uh, I, black, I people, black people have threatened her. Like, why didn't you jump in? I said a 17-year-old girl should have jumped in to save a 46-year-old man. I don't, I don't know. I, I, from, my, from my standpoint and from people I know that are, are involved, that were involved in the court case, he was involved in testimony with the George Floyd situation. First of all, a 17-year-old black woman should never be in a physical altercation with men. That's number one. And if you, as a black man, feel like she should have jumped in, you a pussy. Um, and I'll even say from Makaya's situation, people were. I'm just saying. People were, were like, well, she was about to stab someone. I said. No, that's. No, I, 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 I'm sorry to cut you off on that, but I, and let me say this. White men can have assault rifles and kill eight to ten people and still get handcuffed. But you mean to tell me a black girl with a butter knife that was defending herself deserved to be I killed? Black men I don't like that. Black men saying, "Wow, she wasn't using common sense." Like y'all are y'all are mad if y'all don't think the cop was justified. The cop. Men, the, I saw some women. Those, those aren't black men. Those are white men with black skin. Okay. Well, those are clean. But, but but people are literally. Lit on that, on that, because I was just like, it, it, I've said this for literally, I've said this for years, and as soon as I heard an inkling of Makai, I said, I already know there's going to be no protest. I already know people are going to be trying to dig up the details. There's a protest right now, though. Is it on the level of a George Floyd? Even, even with Sandra Bland, people were upset, like, man, she should have complied a little bit more. The fact that she was talking back. 
I feel mm-hmm. like no. Sandra Bland had a, uh, actually a larger protest than George Floyd. I know activists on the ground. I feel like yeah. I'm a woman. We can't we can't we can't judge that off of mainstream media. Okay, because well, that's controlled okay. by white supremacy. Okay, I understand that. Yeah. But mainstream media will cover protests for black males. They won't do it to the same level for black women, and so. That's the whole point of white supremacy, though. Divide, to make the black woman view the black man as the enemy. That's their whole purpose. But black women are the ones jumping up and front-facing with these um, protests because they want... They but want y'all outnumber us eight to one, though. Nah, it's not that big of a gap, I don't think. But even it if is. it is, even if it is, it's just like, why aren't the women jumping? Like, women are now the warriors of... Like, like someone said yesterday, I heard on the feed, like... Um, Black women are to the race what white men are to their race. So white men will defend white women, but black women are the ones to defend. Whoever said, whoever said that doesn't know history, because in our culture, we've always honored and respected and trained our women to be warriors. It's under this guise of white supremacy where that got manipulated to make us view each other as the enemy. In African culture, that traveled and circulated the entire globe before white people even crawled out of the Caucasus Mountains, we've always valued it. We've never oppressed our women. That happened because of white supremacy. No, the whole warrior thing is just like... Like, even the warriors. Like, like and we're the only culture in, a, in human history where a, if a black queen married a guy, he became a king. In any other culture, if a, if a woman that was a queen... Married a person, he was just the nigga that the queen married. And we decided, like, we named the throne after the woman. If you study the etymology in Egypt of the word throne, it literally is a feminine word. It's because the woman dictates who rules the kingdom. We've always valued black women. It's just that in white supremacist society, we have been pushed to fight against each other. White women have duped black women into this feminist movement where we feel like black men have oppressed black women. And there are, there are black men who use their position in this white society to push back against black women. We're not going to deny that. And black women have been treated wrong. We're not going to deny that. But to say that that's an overall... That's not true because most of the mainstream media protect white women is completely false. Like that—that's another thing too. I was thinking about today of like the fact, like because we reference that we're like, oh, like we say like black women are not protected by like we're the black women the only group of women that are not protected by the men. That is more than false because if you interact with other people on their ends, their women are not protected at all, and it's a part of their culture. Especially for white men. That's right? a fact. Because also the feminist movement in the 60s, these white women trying to come, they were fighting against white men. And even the things that we thought we got as black people on the civil rights, like, you know, agenda and everything, we actually didn't get it. The people who got the benefits were actually white women. For sure. White women took yeah. black men's jobs. For sure. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Is like, and let's, and let's, keep it, let's keep it a buck. In, in our culture, black culture, um, having multiple women you weren't allowed to have sex with other women unless the wife gave you permission. And we know black women. 90% of the time, they're going to be like, hell no. Mm-hmm. So polygamy 
wasn't about sex. It was about infrastructure. Um, and so just because we, you can't judge black men based upon the last 20 years because, remember, remember our elders gave up on us. Yo, and if they weren't killed, they were bought out. And the black women that were married to these elders were mistreated, and they taught their daughters a certain perspective to view black men from. And what happens is good black men like myself, Mr. Grantastic, we get the backlash of them cruddy niggas. Because there's cruddy niggas out there. We are not going to Like, there's cruddy niggas out there. I mean... But how many outward accountable... accountability institutions are there for for these men. Like, because women, I'll tell you, black women get it from the church, we get it from the media, we get it from the black men, we get it from other Now, hold up. Now, I I disagree about the church part. I feel like the church caps the... Yeah, I'm dead serious. I feel like the church caps a lot. The moment a black... A moment a pastor falls, they blame the pastor, they never go after the woman. Listen, she, Never. that is not synonymous with men. It's, it's synonymous with women. And so, are we talking about in white society or are we talking about black culture? I, I, I hear black people calling the word hoes way more than, I mean, white people say slut sometimes, but, like, it doesn't have the same sting as, like, And let's be honest, the black church, talk about Christianity. The black church. The Christianity was established by who? The, the, the white male. Okay. I rest my case. But that's why I think they hold women to a certain standard that they do not hold the male to. They don't. They just not going to that. I don't know. I, I know that a woman can say that a, that a person has done something and that man gets viewed, even when proven wrong still gets viewed as, oh, that could have been the case. Say that that again. So a woman can say, oh, this person made a sexual advance towards me. Mm -hmm. And it could be proven that that woman lied. But the man is still viewed by the majority, oh, that could have been true, so that's still a part of his character. Don't worry about her. We good. I, I run this platform, not her. (laughs) <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I feel like that could be a case scenario, but a lot of times when a woman does do an accusation, the first thing I hear is like, "Is she lying?" Like that—that's the thing. To, but you—you like, you hear that because you're a woman, and you have a level of sanity <laughs> that a lot of women don't have. <laughs> hey, didn't I tell you to be quiet? I'm talking. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, she 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 kept. Um, she she should she should learn from IA. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? She cut me off while I'm talking. And anyway, um, but and I'm glad we're having this discussion because this discussion needs to be ha- needs to happen in a healthy way. Right. Um, but I feel like that. From personal experience, okay. I think the black man is 
value by the black woman. And, I, up, <laughs> <laughs> and, let, and let me explain why. And if you disagree, okay. I respect your disagreement. Yeah. You want me to read the definition and, of protective? And yes, read the definition. Before, but, but before you read it, but before you read it, let me say this: mm-hmm. we can agree to disagree, okay. and you can learn, or I can learn right. from this conversation. Uh, or we both can learn from this conversation, but we can't allow what, what i what I like about this platform and this conversation is we can allow white supremacy to dictate how we view each other That's right. is the viewpoint is coming from our past experience to our current even we're gonna grow together as a group um but these conversations need to be had because and and not in the way that Kevin Samuels or anyone that worships him in, in their light, or not the way that Red Table Talk or people that worship them in their talk. I feel like it has to be a mutual respect yeah. for the perspective because it's a lot of pain and trauma on both sides. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of wrongdoing on and both sides. That's the tough part about it. And that's the, on both sides. Yeah, it's kind of, I feel like the same way I felt about having the, the, the conversation with Dr. Wesley Muhammad and the Nation of Islam about Malcolm. Mm-hmm. It's like this narrative has been presented, but you never had an opportunity to speak. Yeah. And I feel like men, there's this narrative that's been presented, but we've never had the opportunity to speak. That, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm probing the questions mm-hmm. and things like that. I mean, you made a point, you asked the question about, or you you made a statement saying, like, you feel like black men are not protected by the black woman. What does that look like? Read the definition. Okay, so let's go on the definition. So the adjective. Uh, so protected. So preserved from harm, especially by means of formal or legal measures. And I'm going to talk about Um, But way, so covered by legislation controlling hunting, collecting, or development, and then denoting sexual activity performed using a condom or a protective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of to what you said on Sunday, and because you were talking about protection in, like, of, in like the spiritual realm where people left the camp and was by themselves and were no longer protected. So this is the one thing I kind of got from that. And someone asked the question, I think yesterday was like, because, you know, it's like the, the hashtag protect black women. Mm-hmm. Someone asked, do black women really want to be protected? And so I heard that, and I was like, duh, yes, they would be. But then I was listening to what you said about, like, what has to happen in order for you to be protected. Yeah. The thing is, is this. So it's like, and going back to the definition, so it's like preserved from harm, especially by means of formal or legal measures. The thing is, is this, right? Those legal measures, it's like, if you leave the protection zone, like, you're like, all right, we got our troops around this part of our island, right? If you leave, you're no longer protected. Yeah. I think what has happened with the propaganda from white supremacy, the white feminist movement, the mm-hmm. white, like, masculine, whatever movement, whatever, people are... Let's say it a little bit, Grantastic, okay. so the camera can see you. Okay, I didn't know if I was leaving back to you. There you go, there you go. So I think both sides have forgotten that if you leave the group, the community, your protection diminishes when you're away from the community. Let me let me let me let me put a comma right there. Go ahead. 
I feel like the problem is there was a time when black women wouldn't sleep with the not-ish nigga. There was a time where if you wasn't about a certain thing in life, you can't get the goodies. Society with the internet and with everyone wanting to get follows and likes and views and the quickest way for women to get that is to show their body. I mean, even during protests, you had women twerking in front of police officers. But if a man was to say, why are you twerking in front of police officers? It's my body. I can do what I want. How can we hold a village accountable if we can't speak to the very people who birthed the village? And that's what I was saying about the same thing is that so people have heard these things from the outsiders. So and this is why I think a lot of people like the propaganda, the duping has been from the outsiders. So it's like, yes, white women can do whatever they want because they have these tears that is your trump card. Once they cry, they get out of everything. The white women have a certain liberty, too, because of the white man. Correct. See, what happened was the white man conquered the black man. Mm -hmm. And because we didn't have the power to protect our women, it's been embedded in them. And what white men did was so, under Lyndon B. Johnson specifically, was we're going to give you a house, Mm -hmm. we're going to give you food, we're going to give you clothes, that nigga can't come into your home. That created an an atmosphere where the black... Because, let me tell you this. There were were wars... Black women. Black women selected that? Yeah. Under Linda B. Johnson, the whole Section 8 would have not been popular if it wasn't for black women allowing that to happen. There was a time where black men fought entire wars over one black woman. That's how valuable we held black women. Now, in today's society, I don't think I don't think the majority of black men that are propagated on television respect black women. Yeah, the, the rappers, the actors, etc. And that part, that's where we take all our information. And that's where we take all our information. I'm talking. I'm, you I'm, have a hist- I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. You have the historical perspective where you're like, you know, there is the the protests were larger than Floyd. You can't just go off of what you saw on TV. But I'm just like, people aren't that in depth. People aren't digging up. Right. Like people right. take what's shown face value, and then that enters. Every day we're bombarded with messaging that affects our psyche and affects our behavior. Like, you know, even the ads that you see online, it's made for you to... Yeah. The whole point is to influence you to eventually yeah. make a move, make a mm-hmm. purchase. Um, and so you have some historical context that, you know, we can most certainly continue to have discussions about. But regardless of perception is reality, and there is a perception that, you know, for black women... They're unprotected. Black men don't want to protect them. They'll either abandon them or choose other. 
And then when you have people like Kevin who, even if you want to say he's, you know, well-intended or he's being truthful or he's just trying to hold certain groups of people accountable, I'm not endorsing the women who are twerking, you know, in front of the crowd. <laughs> yeah. However, everything does come down to delivery. A lot of things come down to delivery, I'll say. So it's not about coddling, but it's, it's like if you had the same type of, all your life, like, you can't do this, you can't blink like this, you can't breathe like this. And then you have somebody else, like, why are you shaking your ass in front of the cop? Even though your intent is one thing, that person probably feels like you're talking to me the same way as someone who tries to control me. So, so, even though you want to black woman to black man, we have the pressure of this Carrying the entire world. And then on top of that, we have to come home to women that have been conditioned by white supremacy to view what have you done for me lately. I think that goes both ways. Both of us are conditioned. Um, but I do think, I'm just going to keep it honest, perception-wise, I think, Black men tend to get more Can a black man tell you your flaws without you deflecting to what he does wrong? Me personally, yes. Okay. Me personally. Um, Generally. Generally. um, And be be honest. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Generally speaking. Can a black man go to a black woman, generally speaking, and be like, I don't really want to come home to a bunch of attitude and a bunch of complaints. Can I come home to gratitude and thanksgiving and you have a roof over your head, you have food on the table. I don't want to hear about I didn't take the trash out at the the moment you asked me to when I'm already trying to fight against the entire world who doesn't want to see us prosper. Do you feel like generally speaking, a black man deserves the right to even ask for a sense of gratitude. A hundred percent you have that right. Um, and, and generally speaking, like when I'm now thinking about it, I do think um, men are able to do that because you, again, have so many platforms. Although you disagree with the, the church, I've spent many a days in the church, and I just remember the majority of the audience... I'm sorry, black church is trash to me. So, okay. yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I'm just, just, just well, take a shotgun and shoot every, all I mean, of them. But yeah. you'll, hear, you'll hear both men and women saying, like, the black church keeps black women single because they're giving so much messaging about the black woman being so accountable to the point where it's just like they go out. I, I don't know because I feel like, and we can agree to disagree respectfully, I.A. I mean this with all the respect in the world. Yeah. I feel like that 75% of the black church is black women. They, they, they are so if the pastor ain't screwing them or taking them for their money, he's preaching to what they need to hear in order to keep his congregation. A lot of them will talk about marriage because a lot of them are single, and a lot of them will be like, you need to be this cookie-cutter imagery in order to be able to get that husband. And this magical husband will appear on a horse, and he'll be amazing. And what church did you go to? Because majority of the church. Because that's, that's what yeah. it is. Now, mind you, you're talking to someone who's traveled in 
all a lot of well, I would have to say at least forty states in America, and I've been on big platforms and small platforms in this fake American Christianity that people idolize. I mean, a, a, a lot of your churches will dare Jackson you too. You know what I'm saying? They will be like, don't take these ain't-ish people, these dudes. But they're still being like ladies in order to avoid these knockoffs, dare Jacksons, or the opposite, the Pookie and Ray Ray. You need to hold yourself to this level of perfection. And if For- you don't, you are that category of whatever. First of all, scripturally speaking, mm-hmm. the pastor shouldn't tell you what goes on in your home. The man of the home should be able to tell you what goes on in your home. Right. It's actually unbiblical for a pastor to tell you how to conduct your household. The men aren't in church. Then who is the pastor preaching to? He's preaching to the women. But if the woman is paying a salary and giving him the draws, he's going to appeal to that which I mean, I'll, is I'll, benefiting him. I mean, we can make assumptions about him screwing or not screwing, but I'll just say the messaging overall is. <laughs> the messaging overall I like is, the way you said that. The messaging overall is, ladies, you need to hold yourself in this cookie cutter box in order to get this cookie cutter man. And and that's why a lot of. Church marriages don't work. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It, it like, doesn't work. Counseling, if you want to do premarital counseling. Yeah. I heard. I heard uh, a pastor's nope. wife say this. She's just like, stop listening to these pastors on what a husband should look like because they're talking about themselves, and we put that in quotation. Mm-hmm. What they want to be. Yeah. 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 If if you're looking to marry a pastor, yes, he is to be held to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to be a first lady, you are going to be held to a higher standard. But for your everyday civilian, their little rubric and is did, not going to work. And see, see, this is where I may be a part of a certain percentage that's not popular. Because I never read in the scripture where a first lady existed. So I don't feel like a first lady should be held to a certain standard because there's not a position for a first lady. I feel like the pastor's wife should be his wife, and it doesn't matter what you think of her. She's the nigga's wife. You shouldn't have a say-so on how she carries herself, how she conducts herself, or how she responds to her man because that's not your house. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like women in the church, first ladies in the church, are pressured into being something that the Bible never tells them to be. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. We can say we can say that. However, if you have someone that's just like, hey, you are the company you keep, and if you're the stand-up person, it's the same thing. This is the same logic they use with the women in the church. Like, hey, if you want this amazing, magical man that's going to drop out of the sky, you need to be this magical, amazing woman in order to have that. So it's just like if you're a pastor and you're saying, hey, you need to have this man who's magical, and, and he's in a lot of ways saying, I'm this magical man too. So if he's getting with anything less than magical, people are going to be like, well, that's that's, that's white supremacist conditioning. Because 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 men we come back is back to white supremacy conditioning. Because because to be honest, men don't mind dating down. Right. Um, women mind dating down. Right. Um, so if men don't care 
only thing men care about is respect, loyalty, peace, and looks. We don't care about the amount of money you make, your religious background, or anything. We care about respect, love, loyalty, peace, and looks. I feel like that's the standard a lot of first ladies are held up to, though. Because I, respect might be like, okay, for example, Devon Franklin, Marriage Making Good. There was a lot of women who were very upset about that because they were like, he was 10 years celibate. Megan just got off the beat. But it was a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of men understand. See, men have an understanding amongst themselves that, like, if a man is happy with a, if he views his woman as beautiful, as respectful, as loyal, it already conditions the men around him to view her the same way, whether they feel like she looks good or not. They're going to respect her the level. And this is why I feel like we have to push the white supremacy out of our communication because there's a lot of ugly black women who have a lot of black men that want them, but because they've been conditioned by white supremacy, they go after white men, like Lizzo. Um, when I'm talking about the coon black people who want to marry white or outside of their race because they, they hate black women, we're not talking about that. I'm talking about black men who actually have a love and respect for black women, who want to see the best for black women. Um, the issue is that no matter what that black man does, he's categorized with the rest. I don't agree with that. If you are yeah, a different black, black man, if, <laughs> listen, I mean, for, fortunately, fortunately, I mm-hmm. come from a very married family, so I had a lot of stand-up men in my family. I have a lot of stand-up men in my family. Okay. Um, they stand out. Yeah. They stand out. So I don't have, I don't have some of the you know, eight-ish men, you know, because I grew up with enough examples of males in my family. So have you ever been with an eight-ish man? I have. Why do you feel like that? Um, Why do you feel like you chose to be with that person at that specific time? um, (laughs) You? um, That person, okay, I'll say this. He he was dynamic. So that was a part of his chapter, but he had other chapters. So overall, like, if you saw my roster, you'd be like, okay, everybody was overall, well, you know, there's that one. That one was very short-lived, okay? <laughs> that one was very short-lived. Um, I will say um, it was, it, it was. What do you mean by dynamic? Help, help. Dynamic? For the, for the viewing audience, help them understand what dynamic is. Even earlier when you were talking about masterpiece, I don't believe that we're all just one thing all the time. Like, I don't okay. think MLK was only an activist or a freedom fighter. Absolutely, he, yeah. He was a father. He was a husband. He also had his side things. He also had feelings. Like, so um, dynamic meaning, like, you may have a, guy, a man who is unable to keep it in one location. Um, however, he may have a level, high level of, I mean, he's still a protector. He's still, you know, um, intellect. He's still a leader of the family. Um, and so, yeah, I think that was a part of him that was, you know, mm-hmm. in one of his chapters in the so, book. So Martin Luther King was like Solomon. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, another chapter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a book. Yeah. He's our book. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he had, had concubines. Okay. Mistresses. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, do you know that the same thing was said about Malcolm? That he had mistresses? Mm-hmm. Do you know that Malcolm was also called a homosexual? A lot of people don't realize that, but there was actually books written that tried to justify that Malcolm was a homosexual. Far from the truth. Um, so you think MLK didn't have anything going on? No, 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 no. I, I, I don't know. It's just hard for me to. I've had a conversation with one of. Um, I'm not crucifying MLK. No, 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 no. no. I, I know you're not. And, and if anybody thinks you are, then they're stupid. We can forget about them. I'm not saying that. I don't know because I don't trust the FBI like that. Okay. I'm, I, I say all that to say, like... If Coretta ain't say it... I mean, the family kind of said it. You know what I'm saying? They kind of confirmed it. But I will say this, like... I'm not saying all that to say, like, if someone steps out or doesn't step out, to me, I'm, I, this is a me thing. I'm I'm not so quick to define by your one event. Sometimes it happens like that, mm-hmm. depending on the event. Mm-hmm. But I understand, like, people are dynamic. So mm-hmm. you might have cheated, but is your whole, should I write your whole story as you're a cheater? You might have other dynamic masterpieces. So, if, so if that was a part of his evolution, mm-hmm. And Coretta walked him through that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as an honorable woman that she is. Um, if that's a part of that man's evolution, then you do realize that we talk about the process of his evolution, but when it comes to black women that evolved, they fight against people talking about their journey. Because I don't think the same grace is given to women. You called it evolution. You called his wife being honorable if she walked through with him on that journey. But the same grace would never be extended to a woman. So a lot of times a woman may not want to bring up her shepherd's past because that one chapter in her book might define her no matter how much grace she's accomplished going forward. Okay. Who do you feel like wrote that type of propaganda, though? We can blame everything on white supremacy, but there is a system that I think we further keep on perpetrating. Like, if, if there comes a time where it's just if like, you can give me an example, and, if you can give me an example outside of our enslavement to white folks, where this was the culture, this was a societal rule, then I can. can then I can agree that we can no longer blame white supremacy. But if there's no evidence to prove that this was the rule outside of our enslavement here, then we have to understand that the conditioning came from our oppression from white. Am I right? Or do you you agree or disagree with that statement? I mean, off the top of my head, I can't give you a case scenario I'd have to get back to you on? No, 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 I'm not saying off the top of you. I'm just saying, like, based upon what I just said, like... I, I think now we have enough information to start rewiring it and unconditioning. Um, I love that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is where accountability, if we're talking about accountability, it's yeah. like we can continue just like 
you know, they, they say black women stop blaming black men. Okay, let's, at this point, we have examples of our folks coming together, their stuff getting blown up, them abandoning, mm-hmm. them cooning. We have literally, there's nothing new under the sun. We literally have every genre of an example. Study what's been done historically mm-hmm. and start to tweak to do better. So, do you feel like that the majority of black women have studied the black man um, in his current condition? I think I, a lot. Now, I think... I feel, and, I, and, I, and I ask that to say, mm-hmm. I ask that with the purpose of this. Mm-hmm. I feel like black men in their current condition can't elevate themselves unless they have the help of the black woman. I agree with that. But if society has us pointing the finger at each other, how can I ask my queen to help me become a king if she's viewing me as the oppressor or as a peasant. So let me ask you again, like, because I've seen black, I mean, Black Lives Matter is organized and led by women. When you see these protests, they are highly organized by, by black women. So it's just like, I remember reading an article of this. Are you speaking from your feelings or statistics? Because... Majority of the Black Lives Matter marches were organized by men, but the spokespeople, the spokesperson was women, and that was done on purpose. Okay, so you're saying the majority of these organized protests from each of these cities are organized by men? Yes. Okay. At least 70% of them. And they purposely allowed a black woman to those marches to give honor to the black woman. That's actually 70%, like, legit. Okay, well. That you know, if that if that's the stat, then that's the stat. Um, from again, imagery, mm-hmm. messaging, mm-hmm. what's being conveyed, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I had a point to follow up. <laughs> okay. You forgot? Yeah. Did you have any? I was going to say, I think that just kind of goes to the point of the propaganda, too, which is like, the perception that controlled by other people to think how we treat one another. And I think that really is what's falling apart in our community because we are relying on the perception of someone else's views and eyes. And that's also a thing, it's like, because even like a few minutes ago, it's like, I'm trying to tell you about my story of being a black man. You, like, roll it off as, like, oh, I know the black man in my family. But, it's like, you're not a black man. You're a black woman. I'm not a black man. I know I'm a black man. I'm telling you my experiences as a black man, and you're just, like, roll it off. But that's what I'm saying is just, like, but that's why we got to get past this because in your question of do women actually study or, like, have some kind of you know, it's reference point about black men and what they're going through, I actually I would say no, because right now it's all about just women in general. It's not about black men like that are trying to bring together the culture. Okay. Um, and, and that's why I think kind of like with the question from a couple of weeks ago, can we hold black women accountable? And it's just like... What is your thoughts on that? I think now, nah, because it's like if I'm trying to tell you my experience as a black man and you dismiss it, then that means that it can't be there. What did I just say? That I was telling you, like, of me being a black man and, like, our character and, like, 
he just like rolls off and was like, I know black men in my family. Like, they're all stand up guys. I don't believe that. And it's like, but you're not a black man. I don't think I was writing you off. I was saying, like, I don't have the many, all black men ain't shit experience because I have a few examples of, I know that they're stand up men. I know, you know but, I'm but I'm saying, in, as a black man, mm-hmm. there's even moments by my black mother mm-hmm. that I don't think that I'm questioning, are you looking at me as you're looking at my father? Because my father mm. is a black man that ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Mm. And me, sometimes you look like I see her, she's like, you look like your father. So that's what I'm saying is it's like, we as black men, we go through certain experiences that. I think that black women sometimes write off because you're taking the book from white women and their feminist movement, from their men. It's like now we're actually trying to figure out ways to protect black women that's not going to get us put in jail. Like we're trying to figure out ways to bring our together, our community, but people write it off when we're saying, hey, this is our experience as black men that we face. And it's not just from black women that we like have moments with. We're, even, we're battling black women in our family. We're battling our mothers sometimes. I don't think that experience that you are describing is unreal. I was actually trying to add to your experience by saying, like, I know good black men exist, and I'm fortunate enough to see examples of it, but that's not me dismissing what's happening. I'm, I'm saying to folks out here, like, there is there is another narrative to black men besides that we're at war and none of these black men need enough black men to not have that scorn. But the thing that I think you don't understand is that we all get lumped in the same pile. I, I didn't say that we did it. I didn't no, you did. Know. You did say you was like, I know that, and you dismissed it. Like when we were saying like black men, okay. even if good or bad, you do get lumped in the same pile from time to time. I didn't say that doesn't not happen. Saying you, I don't think you directly to the vote. From you dismissing it, you did. You're, you're insinuating that. I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I have a different, different recollection of that, but okay. But I mean, it does happen, though. That, that's why I think we're trying I, to say I, it. I didn't, it didn't happen. It's not a narrative. Like, the whole, like, I know that there's good guys out here because of the example I saw. Not saying that your experience or the lumping doesn't happen, but I was saying like the cavity. There's a reminder for me that I know that's not true. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. Okay, that's interesting. Does that make sense or? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, it it does. I'm just saying like it it does happen though. I didn't, um, I didn't say it didn't. I know it happened. Okay. I know it happened for sure. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. So it's eleven o'clock. It's and we're definitely gonna pick this up. Not next week, but we're gonna pick it up. And yeah, we got we got some guests and stuff. We're gonna pick this up because I feel like this type of expression is going to bring eventually it's gonna bring healing. Yeah. To both black men and black women. Mm-hmm. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be disagreements. It's going to be trying. But what's the point of saying we are a people, a community, if we can't just lay everything out on the table about what we're feeling? Feelings versus reality. Right. It's what I'm going to call the next show that we have this discussion on. Right. 
feelings versus reality. We're gonna put all our feelings on the table, mm-hmm. and we're gonna put what reality is, gotcha. and then we're going to make a example of what unity looks like amongst black men and black women. So we're gonna physically write these things down. Like, the yeah, table. yeah, we're gonna we gonna put this. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and you know, it's don't. I, I I don't feel like I need to defend myself on this platform. I I just feel like that at the end of the day, if you view this conversation as controversial, there's something wrong with you. Because black women and black men have a post to stand on about how they're feeling. Um, and the fact that we haven't had the opportunity to have these discussions is why it's so heart-wrenching. In all actuality, we both have the same goal, and that's black unity. It's just, it's hard to see that because we've been targeted so much, so, so much, even by our own folks. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, she boy Randy Chu, a.k.a. Mr. Chu on that, and tonight's show was a... <laughs> it really was. We had a very good special guest um, um, that came on the show. Please follow, subscribe to all her stuff. We had the lovely IA back. Oh, my gosh. Chu Radio just feels so amazing with IA back on there. Just want to let you know that. We had Mr. Grantastic. It's always here. Um, and it's your boy, Ray. It's your okay, Mr. Chua. Listen, we'll see you guys next Monday. We have a very special guest on the show. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora. Um, yeah, we're on a bunch of bro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No cap. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Um, anyway, it's your boy Randy Chu, aka Mr. Chu on that, and we will see you guys next week. Deuces! Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.